You got the upper class, you got the lower class, but that's not what Jesus did. This very, very important as we get ready to start this. He never divided people. He spoke of the problem why people are divided. It's the heart. Welcome to The Healing Touch with Bishop Ronald F. Kimball, presiding bishop of the Life Center Churches. You can find out more about Bishop Kimball and Life Center Church at www.thelifecenter.org. Now, here's Bishop Kimball with today's message. We are headed in a section of the book of Acts that requires God to do something here in chapter 10 that's very amazing. As I was reading this this week and looking at it, it's enough to make you want to cry once you look at what's going on in our own nation today as opposed to what God is doing here in the scripture. Now, it's very important that you get the message. It's very important that you hear it because it's about relationships. We all have them. We all struggle with them. We all have lost some that we shouldn't have lost, but relationships is a very unique thing when it comes to Christian people, if you will. Even in our own country, the Christians and those who are not Christians have a tendency in some aspects to get along and other aspects we don't get along at all. We must stick closely to the teachings of Jesus. We can't deviate from that. He teaches us to love our enemies and to bless those who curse us. How is that possible without God, without God? A Jew and a Gentile coming together to carry out God's mission. Isn't it wonderful how God can do things and bring things together? But I want to address something that's, that's right here among us in our own country. We have some serious problems relational-wise, even in the government, some, some very serious problems, problems that we hadn't seen surface in years and years and years. Why can't we get along? Why can't we do what God asked us to do? Well, Jesus gives the answer to that, and we will deal with that during the course of this time that we have. But here in this country, we ask God to bless us. We have, and God we trust on our money. And we have the song that we call our national anthem. And we sing it at most sports events. We stand and we put our hand over our heart and we sing our national anthem. God bless America is another song that we sing. Stand beside her, talking about America. Guide her through the night with the light from above. We're asking God to do some things here. This is amazing. Our Pledge of Allegiance. It's, it's really an oath of loyalty to the flag. It's what it really is. But one nation under God, indivisible, that means cannot be divided. Well, that doesn't apply to this nation. Cannot be divided. That's what we say. With liberty, liberty does not include slavery. Liberty is supposed to be freedom or release from slavery. How could we say one thing but practice something else? It's, it's very prevalent here. And justice for all. Justice means yeah. to make things right, to make it right for all, not some. Does these principles work here in this country? Do they work at all? We do just the opposite of what Jesus 
did and taught, and you must listen today. It's just a few things I want to mention. First, Jesus looked on people as being in need of God. He said they are like sheep without a shepherd. They're not a bunch of derelicts out there. They, they're people that God loved. He created them. Jesus didn't look at what people did. He didn't look at who they were. He looked at what they needed. And that's very, very important. If we will look on the need of people, if they need a savior, regardless of what color, regardless of what nationality or whatever race or creed or color, if they need Jesus, they are a part of the sheepfold. See, we divide people into classes. You got the middle class, you got the upper class, you got the lower class. But that's not what Jesus did. This is very, very important as we get ready to start this. He never divided people. He spoke of the problem why people are divided. He never divided them. What Jesus said is, it's the heart. It's the heart. Why can't we get along? It's the heart. We want to sit down and talk about the problem. You can't get two mad people to sit down and talk about the heart because all they're going to discuss is their madness and their displeasure. It's the heart. And as we get into the message, I hope you really, really hear God as he began to speak to us about our inner self and how we relate to people who are not like us. Well, we have chapter 10, Cornelius and Peter gets ready to form the relationship that only God can do because Cornelius is a Gentile yes. Yes. and Peter is a Jew. Mm -hmm. They both had different upbringings and they both had different teachings. Yes. And it's sort of like what we went through growing up. Some churches did things a little different and they had a different name. But little did I realize at that time it was all one God. But we have different expressions and different ways that we carried out our devotion to that one God. So I want to look at, first of all, Cornelius, a man of Caesarea. The scriptures say he was a centurion. And if you could start our message with that part of it. Um, good morning once again, everyone. With the beginning of chapter 10 regarding Cornelius, we'll first close with the end of chapter 9 in verse 43, mm -hmm. where the Bible lets us see here, Luke is writing that Peter stayed many days in Joppa with a tanner named Simon. The reason I wanted to bring this into play is to begin to show God's sovereignty in unfolding these relationships or bringing them together. Because Peter, like many of us, like all of us, is a product of his past. And the tanner, mm -hmm. since tanners work with dead animals, in order to convert their skins into leather, they were regarded as ceremonially unclean. Okay. But Peter mm -hmm. disregarded this because the Bible said he stayed many days with Simon the tanner. But Peter disregarded it, which seems to show that he was already in a state of mind which would fit for the further revelation that God was going to bring about and for the instructions mm -hmm. to go and build this relationship and baptize the Gentile Cornelius. Mm -hmm. So when we open up in chapter 10, as we see here, that Cornelius was stationed at Caesarea, which was a garrison city named after Augustus Caesar which was also at the time, it was the administrative capital of the province of Judea. He was the centurion of what was called the Italian cohort, which consisted of six centuries 
which is the equivalent of 100 men, and it's equivalent to what we would call today a captain or a company commander in our day. Yeah. So Cornelia <laughs> was a person of position and status, mm -hmm. and God in his wisdom and in his eternal plan, he knew it was always his plan from eternity to have one people to call unto him and look unto him. And so he had to tear down the divide between mm -hmm. the Jews and the Gentiles. Now, when the Bible says about Cornelius, we see here in verse two, the Bible says Cornelius was a devout man, mm -hmm. one who feared God with all his household and gave many alms to the Jewish people and prayed to God continually. Now, what Peter did as being a devout man, he was a religious man. Mm -hmm. He wasn't a proselyte. And what he also did was he covered what Israel considered Jewish requirements. He feared God, he gave on, but what he didn't do, he didn't fast. Mm -hmm. And those are like the three things that mm -hmm. all Jews did. He wasn't circumcised. He wasn't circumcised either. So regardless of him being a devout man, regardless of him fearing God, his giving and praying continually to God, mm -hmm. he was still a Gentile. He was still a Gentile. He was an outsider and is still excluded from God's covenant with Israel mm -hmm. at this time. You know, it's really a shame that God had to do what he did to get them to see that that wasn't even necessary. Yes. You know, yes. he wanted to save the man, mm -hmm. not all of his different beliefs and all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. I want Cornelius. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yes. Regardless of what he'd been through, where he come from, it's the soul of the man that God wants. And it's an unfortunate thing that even today as God's people, we can't see that. We still have our segregated houses of worship. We still have our different systems of acceptance among God's people. Yes. God mm -hmm. only want one people, one people mm -hmm. from all races, from all nationalities. He wants one people. That's it. Calling upon him, thanking him. Uh, he's going to get that one day, but unfortunately it's going to be the last day. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. want to thank God, first of all, that he doesn't see like a man sees. He says that man mm -hmm. looks outward. God looks at the heart Amen. and it's Amen. the heart of the matter. And that's what I saw. I, I was reading this this week. It just literally brought tears to my eyes to see how far off we are when it comes to serving God. Uh -huh. It's just it's really, it's just really a shame that we still have different churches, just the African-American church. Why can't it be the church of the Lord Jesus? You got the Presbyterian church, you got the Roman Catholic church, you got the, this church, and all of them are divided up. And they're divided up by beliefs, they're divided up by what I would call race, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they're divided up by so many other different things, but yet still they're divided. Why is that? Why haven't we as God's people come to a good understanding that that doesn't matter with God? What color you are, he created you. I mean, yes. I think it's unique for God to have thought about the different colors and the mm -hmm. different, uh, you know, characteristics. That's, mm -hmm. that's a unique God. But we have turned that against each other mm -hmm. rather than embracing it. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. it's God bringing something together here with Cornelius, a devout man. He gave arms to the Jewish people. It's two things going on here. Yes. He's getting Cornelius ready, but he's also getting Peter, Peter ready. Yes, yeah. right. Yes, and that's, that's a wonderful thing. It's the main part that Jesus spoke of. I want to mm -hmm. take a moment to say it. It's the heart. Yes. 
The problem is not what we put in our mouth, it's what comes from our heart, mm -hmm. out of our mouth. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, these things defile the man. Mm -hmm. And then the mm -hmm. way we treat people, the way we treat each other, depends on the way Christ is living inside of our heart. We can't love without Jesus. You shouldn't even try. Nor can we be unified without the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And the Ephesians, Paul said, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit yes. with the bond of peace. The Holy Spirit will unify us, and it is the Spirit of God that will help and teach us how to love one another. And we can't do it without God. Amen. But Amen. we have actually come to this decision that we can sit down and talk. Mm -hmm. What is there to talk about mm -hmm. without love? What, yes, what right. is there? It's not mm -hmm. just some word God threw out there. It is a characteristic of God. As a matter of fact, the Bible says God is love. love. Amen. And I think Amen. that's very, very important for us to understand is that you can't love people without God. That's right. And you that's have right. these people in the world, they're causing all of these problems. We got to get together. We need to sit down and talk. Nothing can happen except the heart be changed. Amen. Your heart's got to change. And that's a fact. Amen. Amen. And so much, I believe, Bishop, that has caused people today to have the, I'm going to call it the hardness of heart towards mm -hmm. other people is because we all look to one word, one Bible, mm -hmm. but yet we have different interpretations of what we think the Bible is saying. Yeah. We never get to the heart of God in his word. And because we have the misunderstandings of the scripture, we twist the scripture. And this is the very thing that Israel did in days of old. They seen themselves as as they were God's chosen people, but they elevated themselves to some degree of favoritism over all other nations. Yes. And as a result, this is how they went about treating other nations and other people. And this is the very same thing that is displayed in the world today. The sad thing is that it does not produce the heart of God. What it does, it, it produces prejudice. It produces division Every and it produces thing. hatred yes. among yes, a people that God has called and mm. created to be one. And that's that's um, that's true. It's just uh, no other way to put it. But it's very clear in the scripture what God says in his word. And he says that we treat people based upon the condition of our heart. Yes. Just, yes. just point blank. Yes. So Proverbs mentions something very, very important. I want to go there before mm -hmm. we go back to chapter 10. And Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, he says, My son, give attention to my words. Yes. Literally means listen carefully mm -hmm. to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Mm -hmm. Everything I say, pay close attention to it. Yes. Do not let them depart from your sight. Literally means you must look at them. How mm -hmm. often do we read the scripture? Yes. Yes. Uh, are we dependent on just going to church to be mm -hmm. what God wants? And it's not a strange thing that our heart changes so frequently because there's nothing to hold it in place. Uh -huh. With the word mm -hmm. of God, he says, keep them in the midst of your heart. Mm -hmm. Don't let them out of your sight. Yes. Hold them in the midst of your heart. Yes. Keep your eyes on my words. Mm -hmm. 
which means there should be a constant time with God and his word looking at it, Amen. not listening to it. That's Amen. good. Yes. But there takes a time. What the, what the scripture is instructing us to do is keep the word of God in your sight. Mm -hmm. Every day you should read something and hear something. Yes. But so many, listen, so many are dependent on a church service. Okay. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast. If you'd like this message in its entirety, contact us by phone at 407-628-3229, extension 114, or visit our online store at www.thelifecenter.org.